Welcome to Your Average Catholic Podcast with your host, Ben Kramer. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Your Average Catholic Podcast. My name is Ben Kramer, and I'm welcoming you back after a week off. Um, I apologize for not putting a a new podcast out there last week. Um, It's life. Life is crazy. Life is busy. Um, A lot of different things. But uh, I'm back this week, and I want to thank you all so much for all of your support. Um, It's been wonderful. I've got a lot of great positive feedback from uh, the podcast I released two weeks ago, my first one on prayer. So if you haven't heard that one, check it out. Um, I've got a lot of great, you know, a lot of people telling me that they're using um, the tips and tricks that I kind of proposed in that one. So uh, yeah, uh, check it out if you haven't. Let me know what you think. I'm always looking for for feedback. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you all for listening so much. It, it really warms my heart. Um, so let's jump into uh, the second podcast here. Um, and we'll get underway with our Saint Snapshot of the Week. The Saint Snapshot of the Week is a saint that probably you you, you know you don't know about. Uh, he died in 625 AD. His name is Saint Vitalis of Gaza. Saint Vitalis was a monk who traveled to the city of Alexandria at the age of 60. Um, and a legend has it that he obtained the name and number of every prostitute in the city. Yes, prostitute in the city, a priest. Um, He would then go hire himself out at the age of 60, mind you, as a day laborer doing a hard day's work for not much money, would take that money at night and go find one of these prostitutes, give her the money, uh, pay, and uh, instead of, you know, being lustful or whatever as a priest, he would talk to them and tell them about um, how, you know, they have dignity, um, they have value, um, they shouldn't be used and abused. Um, they should, you know, try to get out from this life and 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 pursue something else that that's more meaningful and and more powerful, um, and you know, kind of evangelize as well, bring in you know, the church and and help them out as best as he can. Gave them the money, you know, and it's all well and good. And the Catholic Church, you know, approves of this method of of evangelizing, but unfortunately. He was killed when he was leaving a brothel one night after, you know, evangelizing and bringing it to the people um, by a man who saw this priest come out of a brothel, assuming he was lustful um, and breaking his vows um, and struck him on the head and killed him. This man then um, was, you know, in shock when um, all of these former prostitutes came to St. Vitalis' funeral processing with candles and lanterns and such, and told him the story that St. Vitalis saved many, many women's lives and, and helped them become good mothers and, and wives and contributors to the society. Um, and, and all of these prostitutes thank St. Vitalis for that. And I think it's a really beautiful story and something that we should think about because um, St. Vitalis, you know, he could have stayed uh, in the church and had the people come to him and then he could, you know, help them out. But he chose to go a step further. He chose to work a hard day's wage to pay these women the money. Um, and he brought his faith and Jesus to these people. He didn't wait. He brought these people. He, he brought himself and Jesus to these people, um, which is an incredible, incredible story. Um, and one that uh, I think has a lot of value. Um, so what can we do 
to to bring Jesus to people. Um, so it's fun to kind of, kind of sit back, and if somebody has a question, then you might know, um, answer it. But what can we do to bring the, the light and the love of Jesus to the people? In the gospel for today, um, we, we heard that uh, the two greatest commandments, one is to love God, and one is to love your neighbor. So what can we do to love our neighbor and bring God to our neighbor? Something to think about, right? Um, so you might be wondering now, uh, what's this podcast going to be about, Ben? Well, in typical fashion for um, this time of year, uh, I am going to talk a little bit about politics. Um, so I have my master's in communications from Ave Maria, or not my master's, excuse me, my bachelor's in communications from Ave Maria, and I have a minor in politics from Ave Maria University. So I'm a political guy. I like politics. Um, it's kind of crazy right now, but um, I think it needs to be talked about. Now, this is a PSA. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Um, I really don't care who you vote for. It's a very personal decision. Um, there is no right answer. Um, so all these people who say they have the right answer, um, there's no right answer. If the person is somebody you you choose, that's your choice. Uh, it's your vote. It's your choice. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. Um, I do want to point out some things, some common misconceptions, some things to think about um, from the kind of Catholic point of view, Christian point of view. So, um, yeah, we'll jump, ju- just jump right into it. Um, if you didn't know, on Tuesday, not this Tuesday, next Tuesday, uh, there will be an election of a variety of things. It's not just president. Um, you know, there's congressmen as well being elected. But everybody's talking about the president because, yes, it is a big deal. So Joe Biden and President Donald J. Trump are on the ticket to be elected president. Now, to get this out of the way, yes, um, Trump is endorsed by a lot of Christian and Catholic groups, and Joe Biden is not. Joe Biden is kind of hated by the Christian and Catholic side. Um, And I don't know why. Um, I do know why, but I don't really understand it. And the biggest issue why is that Catholics are notorious and actually self-proclaimed half the time um, to be one-issue voters, which is a horrible thing for a political society. And I'll tell you why. The one issue is abortion. It's a huge issue, right? It is. We need to promote life. Um, my, uh, and I'm, I'm huge for pro-life. Uh, my uncle, or my great-uncle, um, was the, the person, Dr. Sacco, who, who took the original picture of the baby feet. So um, pro-life has been in my life for as long as I can remember. Um, that being said, as I've grown up, as I have learned more about politics, about pro-life movements, um, about you know the choice for women, um, it is not a political issue. And I know, it's shocking, but um, abortion is not a political issue, and I'll tell you why. And therefore, being not a political issue, it should not be a consideration, a grave consideration um, for deciding who the president is because it's really not a political issue. It shouldn't be. Abortion, or the intentional killing of a baby in the womb, um, should be a personal issue, and it should be the responsibility of pro-lifers and the pro-life movement to try to change the ideology and the stereotypes 
and the just the overall way of thinking about abortion. For instance, down at Ave Maria, um, there was a group on campus that helped out a lot with CPCS, which is a crisis pregnancy clinic um, services. I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is, but CPCS, it's essentially like a Planned Parenthood, but with no abortion. It's a Catholic Planned Parenthood, essentially. Um, and their goal is to take down Planned Parenthood. Um, and it's wonderful. It's in the private sector, no government funds whatsoever. It's completely supported by the church. Um, and what they do is they provide support to women in crisis pregnancies, such as, you know, medications, doctors, ultrasounds, counseling services. They help them line up adoption um, adoptions for after, if they don't want the baby um, after it's born, if they can't handle you know, having a child at that moment. Um, they help line up adoptions or foster care or things like that. CBCS is a wonderful, wonderful organization, and it's starting to grow. It is. Um, but what people don't understand is that uh, Planned Parenthood is similar in several ways to CPCS. They provide counseling services. They provide medications. They provide ultrasounds. They provide doctor's visits. Um, and unfortunately, yes, they do provide abortions. But when you think of Planned Parenthood and you're a Christian or a Catholic or anybody, all you think about is the abortion aspect. If we were to make abortions political and now ban them and defund Planned Parenthood because it's a horrible organization that just kills babies all the time, um, you would be hurting a lot more women and probably end up um, doing more damage and, and, and people would be killing more babies in the end because now... These women are not going to get counseling services offered by Planned Parenthood. They're not going to be getting doctor's visits offered by Planned Parenthood. They're not going to be getting medications and ultrasounds offered by Planned Parenthood. So the issue I don't believe is with Planned Parenthood. Um, it's with the idea of abortion and the, re the, the uh, thinking that if a woman who you know, is pregnant and not married and all sorts of things, um, you know, needs an abortion because they can't provide for the, the child. And, you know, there's going to be a stigma now attached because, you know, they're not married with a child. And, oh, wow, that's horrible. When it's really not. I've been blessed to be a foster uncle. Um, my sister is a wonderful foster parent. And uh, I've seen, you know, these, these children get abandoned. And it's sad to say, but they do. Um, but wonderful people like my sister um, and, and my brother-in-law uh, take in these children and they, they bring Jesus, like the face of Jesus to these children because they're not expecting anything in return other than providing a loving home for these children, um, which is what we need. So if we had more resources like that, like foster care, um, people to take in children, people to assist women throughout the pregnancy, Abortions would go down dramatically. There's actually been research to suggest that as well. Um, I don't have any the research off the top of my head, but there's been a lot of research to suggest that. That if women had a better support system during a crisis pregnancy, uh, they would not choose abortion most of the time. Because you look at the numbers of anxiety, depression, um, all sorts of different things that happen post-abortion, they're the same before it as well. So to say this election is just on 
abortion, it's a one-issue vote, is outlandish to me because it's not. It, this all can be resolved in the private sector, in the private world. What this is, what the selection comes down to is um, a few things that the church says. One is, and this is, well, first, before we get into what the selection's coming down to, I want to just say that there are Catholics and even priests out there that say you cannot be Catholic if you vote for a Democrat. You cannot be Catholic if you support Joe Biden. You cannot be Catholic if, uh, first off, if you're, if you're listening to that, um, uh, say no and say that's not true. Because a political ideology that you follow is not depend like it cannot be a factor in if you are Catholic or not. I'm sorry, it can't. There is a reason there is a separation between church and state. The church needs to do its best to promote life, a hundred percent. It needs to do its best to um, foster, you know, productive citizens for our country, hundred percent. The church needs to do its best to provide good moral citizens that are able to facilitate great you know, thinking and help out a bunch of people and be able to lead a country. 100%. But the church cannot say that these people that you know, it, it needs to help foster need to be Republican. The church cannot say that somebody who is an upstanding citizen in the country um, has to be Republican or has to be Democrat or has to believe in a certain way or has to do this. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but no. And it's unfortunate to say there's several priests giving homilies this weekend, and I'm sure next weekend, about why that you have to be conservative and Republican to be a Catholic. And it all stems from the one issue. It all stems from abortion. Because Joe Biden is pro-choice and Donald Trump is pro-life. But I'm sorry, that's not how the Catholic Church works. We need to be understanding, we need to be loving, and we need to be uh, open to different ideas and different pathways and different political ideologies. Uh, I don't know why priests tell you that, that you have to be one way to be Catholic because it's not true. Just like there's no, like last week we talked about there's no right one way to pray. There's no right one way to be political. If you're Republican, great. If you're Democrat, great. It's a personal choice. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, politics is personal and if you, you know, if I'm not going to tell you how to vote one way or the other, it needs to be your choice. If you align more with Joe Biden, and you think Joe Biden's great, but now you're not going to cast a ballot for him because your priest tells you that you have to, you can't be Catholic if you vote for Joe Biden. First off, that's vote voting fraud. That's vote tampering. Um, it's, it's a penalty up to like two years in jail or something like that. Um, so if, if you're a priest listening to this, be careful what you say, first off. But second, you're not living to your full self. Because you're not, I mean, you feel one way, but now you're letting the church, you know, change your mind because of one issue that can be resolved in the private sector. Think about the things that each candidate is doing. 
Donald Trump is doing great for our economy. Um, he's been faced with a very difficult challenge. Um, is he everybody's cup of tea? No, uh, that's, that's for sure. Um, but every president is scrutinized. Every president is, you know, chastised or raked over the coals because everything they do is in a microcosm. So you can't judge a president by every little piece of news that comes out. A lot of the stuff presidents do that is wonderful and great, uh, nobody ever li talks about or listens to because it doesn't buy airtime. Uh, the media is the one who reports on it, and if they don't want to see it um, on their news networks or if they don't want to, uh, if it's not going to get attention, they're not going to play it. So be mindful of that. You know, unfortunately, people make out Donald Trump to be some sort of evil villain because he's a billionaire and um, has somewhat radical views on certain things. He's unapologetic, which is a good and bad thing. Uh, has he handled the coronavirus as well as it could have been? Uh, no, probably not. But I don't think anybody would do a perfect job. Um, we haven't had a pandemic in quite a while. Uh, there's no real game plan for that. So, you know, you got to take the good and the bad um, and, and decide for yourself. Did Donald Trump do a good enough job with the four years, um, with all of the facts outlined, um, that you would see him elected for another four years? That's up to you. That's a personal choice. Now, if your priest tells you to vote for him and you already feel like voting for him, go for it. But if a priest tells you to vote for him and you feel like voting for Joe Biden, there's no issue in that. There's no issue for you voting for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is also a, a wonderful man. He served well with um, Barack Obama. He, he, he's done a lot for um, the country. And unfortunately, he, he keeps putting himself in the, the line of fire, being a politician. Joe Biden, you know, supports a lot of great things. He supports increasing the minimum wage, which I know all of you economists out there will say is such a horrible, horrible thing. But in actuality, it's not. The, the new economic figures are coming out that saying increasing the minimum wage would actually be beneficial for the country. It would just, you know, take out money from the top 1% um, directly because now you'll have to pay your employees more. Um, but the employment wage gap is far more dramatic than even the proposed change is. But I don't want to get into that because it's just a long rabbit hole of a conversation. But Joe Biden supports that. He supports the lower middle-class workers who want to work hard and improve the country. Um, he supports in um, uh, eco-friendly, environmental-friendly, and environmental-conscious policies, which unfortunately President Trump in his four years um, has not, which is okay. He's been more economic-minded, um, but Joe Biden is a little bit more economic, or uh, excuse me, um, environmental-minded. I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that's, that's the facts. Joe Biden appeals to a younger demographic um, as well as a, a lower middle class demographic. Donald Trump uh, appeals to the business class, you know, business people, the upper middle class people. And there's no fault in that. So it's, uh, politics needs to come down to uh, what you feel would be best for you and for our country, what you think is best for our country, not what the church thinks is best for the country. 
there is a reason our founding fathers decided to not institute a religion. And this is radical. If you think about, I've, I heard this somewhere and I can't remember where for the life of me, but um, our founding fathers, when they were drafting the Constitution, they intentionally put in the, the clause to not have a national religion. Actually, I do know where I heard this. It was a senator during the uh, Supreme Court justice nomination. Um, our founding fathers intentionally put in a clause that said, no, we are not going to put in a nationalized religion. Any person of any religion, of any belief, of any faith, can hold and be appointed to office, federal office. There is no stipulation on religion. There is no stipulation on anything. This was a radical, radical ideology uh, back in 1776 when they, they implemented or when they first thought of this. If you thought of any other democratic, you know, air quotes in the democratic nation at the time, uh, there was a religion involved. England was a monarchy. It was Catholic for a little while. Now, then it went to the Church of England. France was Catholic for a long time, and they had a ton of problems. There's a variety of other religions that ruled um, different kingdoms. Oh, if you go even farther back, um, it was the, the, the uh, emperors who were considered gods on earth that ruled. You had to believe almost in them. So for a long time, for, for up until the U.S. did it, there was really a nationalized religion. And our founding fathers had the wherewithal to say, no, religion does not need to be tied in with politics directly. Religion can be separate. And I think it's wonderful that our, our founding fathers did that because it allowed us the freedom. We don't have to vote a certain way because somebody's one religion. That's essentially what our founding fathers said. We don't have to vote a specific way because one person is a religion. No, that's not how it works. Religion should have no bearing on your vote. Your vote should be considered personally by you for the betterment of our country, who you think is going to do the best job, who you think is going to fulfill their promises, who you think is going to lead our country forward, who you think is going to um, have policies and ideologies that align with yourself. It's not a, you know, it's not a religious thing. It's really not. It, it's politics. It's political. It's supposed to be separate. I want to talk just briefly here at the end of, I, I just want to talk to you briefly at the end about, um, all of the people who tell you to, to vote. Think about it. If somebody tells you to do something and you might slightly feel uncomfortable about it, um, should you really be doing it and should you really listen? And I want to encourage those who are going out there and telling you to vote a certain way. Be cautious. One, you don't want to commit voter fraud. It's a heavy penalty and a heavy fine. But two, you're casting judgment. The person who says... If you don't, if you don't, if you vote for Joe Biden, you cannot be Catholic. That's judgment. God tells us we're not supposed to judge. Jesus is the judge. So be mindful. 
you know, in anything you do, anywhere you go, anything, you know, in anything, if somebody's telling you that you can't do something or if you do it, you're not going to be Catholic or you're not going to be Christian or you're not going to be this or not going to be that, that's judgment. And God strictly says that's that's not allowed. Judgment is not something for us to to take lightly. And unfortunately, as Christians and Catholics, we are horrible at following that commandment. We like to judge. We like to tell people how they should do things. And that's why I said at the beginning of this podcast, I don't want to tell you who to vote for. It's a personal decision. Throughout the course of these podcasts, I'm never going to tell you to do something. I'll suggest it. But I'm never going to tell it because there's certain circumstances that I don't understand everybody's life. I can barely understand my own life. So why am I going to tell somebody to do something and cast judgment on them? Because if they don't do it, then it's judgment, right? So be mindful. Be very, very mindful of judgment, especially in this election season. You see all these horrible negative advertisements. You see all of these campaign signs. You see the debates. You see the people talking to each other on Facebook about, you know, this candidate's better because of this and this and this. And if you vote for this other guy, you're, you know, horrible. No, stop. Jesus tells us in the in the gospel today to love God and to love our neighbor. Don't let that love be strained by politics. It's a personal choice. Make it yourself. Make your own personal choice. Don't broadcast it to the world. There's a reason ballots are anonymous. I always like to say, you know, keep it anonymous. If the government tells you, if, if the government doesn't want to spread that information about you out there, hold on to it because you know the government, you know, likes their information. Hold on to that. Don't spread it around. Now, if you have something that you wanted to say to somebody because, you know, they have a, 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 a you know, this candidate you're supporting is a great point, go for it. Be supportive of your candidate, but don't be negative. Don't be judgmental. Don't be down. If somebody wants to support a candidate, uh, you know, let them. It's their personal choice. Don't bash them on Facebook. Don't be judgmental. God tells us to love our neighbor. Love our neighbor. Bring God to your neighbor. And by bringing God to your neighbor, that means bringing your love to your neighbor. In this political world, we get so topsy-turvy and confused because we feel so strongly about our political candidates that we support, which is wonderful. But don't let that feeling of you know supporting your political candidate turn into negativity, turn into hate, turn into judgment. God doesn't want us to hate. God doesn't want us to judge. So just please, please, please spread love. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please give it a share. If you have any thoughts about the podcast, please let me know. Um, you can send me a voice message at anchor.fm backslash uh, average catholic. Or you can send me an email at youraveragecatholic at gmail.com. Um, all of this will be linked in the description. So if you want to send me an email uh, or, or send me a voice message, um, if you have a topic that you'd like to, to hear me talk about um, on the podcast, please let me know. I'm, I'm all ears. I love to listen to you guys. I love your feedback. It drives me. So I hope this was a little bit fruitful for you. Uh, I, I try to keep it not confusing. Um, again, I really, I don't, I don't endorse 
any candidates on here. This is not a political podcast by any means, but I think it's very important in our current time to talk about um, these issues. So, um, yeah, please, if you have any feedback, please let me know. Um, I hope to be recording one for next week as well. Um, next week's podcast is going to be on religion in general um, and not just Christian religion. Um, I'm going to kind of dive deep into understanding uh, a lot of different religions um, and how it can, is very similar to our Catholic and Christian religions. So stay tuned for that. As always, guys, please have a blessed week. Please have a great week. Remember to pray. Remember to love each other. And remember to vote um, in, two, in a week and a half. So uh, God bless and have a great week.